Welcome to the Janine Boland Show, where we share tips from around the globe as we guide practical people with their finances using money tips, increase their incomes through side businesses, and maintain their sanity by staying in their creative zone. Janine Bolin here. Welcome to today's show where we bring you quality content on saving time, saving your money, saving your knowledge, and we hope you stay sane in this topsy-turvy world that we're in right now. The Janine Bolin Show is the syndicated program of four podcast programs that were combined in October of 2021. Three-Minute Money Tips, The Thriving Solopreneur, The Writer's Hour, Creative Conversations, and The Practical Mystic Show were all programs that were running since 2017. We've produced over 300 episodes, interviewed over 250 guests, and today we will be spotlighting one of our authors that is contributing to our 12th book, The 99 Authors Project. Stephanie Paul is with us today, and she wrote her book as the key to powerful, commanding leadership and speaking presence, as can be attained not only through her training, but within the pages of the book, Unlock the Magic of Story. This particular book is a masterclass in the storytelling wrapped up in a captivating, and you guessed it, entertaining stories. Here you can discover highly desirable skills to engage and influence your audience while having fun. Now she had me at that. As soon as somebody says, let's have fun, I get excited. So you can see why I'm really happy that Stephanie's with us today. She's also developed a new and dynamic, fresh, proven scientifically based technique and skills so that you can easily learn and be highly effective. All of this wrapped up in a beautiful person, a fabulous personality. This woman has it all going on. Welcome to the show, Stephanie. (laughs) I couldn't resist (laughs) as she starts coughing. (laughs) Oh my God, that's hilarious. Wait till we get to the chapter on humor, chapter five. Oh, chapter five. Um, <laughs> no, you know, my mantra, when it, whenever I perform or record something on camera or speak to an audience, um, I have two mantras. One is joyous, focused, and relaxed. So when, you know, you get a little bit nervous, it only means that you care. So I just chant joyous, focused, and relaxed. Let's be joyous, focused, and relaxed. And it puts me in this mood. And the other one is, how can I make this more fun? So when I'm approaching a conversation, a training, an interview, a meeting, whatever it is, going to a conference, I just look for the ways to make it more fun, you know, and uh, and keep my, myself entertained because I'm a firm believer if you're not having fun, neither is your audience. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's quite true. If you're not enjoying the journey of whatever you happen to be on, I totally agree. So I would love to start off with, you have this unlock the magic of story, how to use neuroscience secrets to engage and influence any audience. And I remember when I first reached out to you, you kind of had a little bit of a freak out. I'm being over dramatic on purpose, people. She's fine. But she had a little bit of a challenge because she's like, I don't think I'm appropriate for your story. I don't think all these questions that you're going to be asking me, I don't, I don't have answers for those. And there's a reason why. So please share with us the story behind your story and why you were like, wait a minute, I didn't do this the way that you think I did it, Janine. So go ahead and talk to us a little bit about your book and the writing of it. Um, yeah, so th- you had this list of questions that that really sort of drilled down into marketing and planning and strategy. And I kind of didn't have any of those. Uh, <laughs> I, this, this, is, this, is how it's, this is how it went down. So I had two clients of mine independently without realizing challenge me in the same week to write a book. 
now they you know one of them was just like you just need like to write a 12 page book or something like a you know like a pdf that you can sell online or download for free or whatever and i was like no 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 I don't, I don't, that's not how i roll i wouldn't call you know that i i didn't feel comfortable with that and then the other one said you know you really need to start right you need to write a book about what you do and all that kind of stuff and because they challenged me i was like oh, okay fine so i started writing this book you know a few days later and then uh, I was uh, training at the Human Behavior Conference in Florida in a couple of months from that particular time. And they reached out to me and said, hey, do you have a book to market at the conference? And I was like, no, but I will. So um, because I, I knew that when people start something, they often don't have a deadline, they don't finish or, you know, they procrastinate and all that kind of stuff. So I used the challenge to start and I used the conference to have the deadline and I literally finished the book and had the graphics and everything completed the night before the conference started I, I finished it in my hotel room <laughs> and um you know at, at that point it was just a pdf it was just a pdf because I didn't I did there's no way I had the time frame to like get it into an actual book format then but then the second challenge was um, after that is I decided I was going to put it into a book. Once again, I know myself well enough to know that I need a deadline. And I was speaking at MIT in front of um, uh, an alumni group of uh, entrepreneurs. And I thought it was the best opportunity to actually get the book finished, bound in, in, in a box to hand out um, at this presentation where I was speaking. And a colleague of mine had had a woman who had uh, basically, she was a, she's a publishing manager. She's amazing. Um, help him finish his book. And he introduced me to her. And I said to her, Look, here's the deal. I know that I'm going to give you an unrealistic deadline, but I know we're going to make this. So I met her six weeks before I went to MIT and, and spoke at that, in front of that organization. And she said, I really, really don't think we're going to be able to do this. And I'm, you know, believe in the power of manifestation and positive belief. And I say, don't worry, you, you give me all the deadlines you need. I will deliver everything on time, if not early. And I'll, I'm just going to believe that we're going to rock this. Five weeks later, we finished the book. <laughs> even, even, even the, what do you, they call the indexer? The indexer finished in a week early. She, she was like spellbound. She's like, I can't believe he's, he's always late. I can't believe he handed it in early. And I just said to her, remember at the beginning when I was talking, I said, I'm going to move mountains to make sure this happens energetically. So <laughs> as you could tell, there wasn't a lot of strategy there. Um, she taught me a lot going in, you know, like how to prepare for the Amazon thing and all that kind of stuff. But it, I mean, I really wrote the book for my clients. I really wrote the book for people who want to learn how to engage and influence an audience better, not in a negative way, just um, in an articulate way. And, uh, and I, I just, I found that this is, that's why the book's short and entertaining is because I wanted to sort of download my brain and have them understand my starting point when I work with them. And if they had just a short book that where they could read some powerful stories and understand the biology and the neuroscience behind communication, they sort of got it from the cornerstone and I didn't have to explain all that stuff. Does that make sense? So that's why the book was really written. And um, the marketing and things like that is just a bonus. People have read the book. People are inviting me to go on podcasts. People are asking me to speak in front of groups. Um, I, I do not ever say that I am a sales guru in any way, shape or form, but I've had a 
phenomenal amount of interest from the sales training community. They're like, this is like, you've been teaching old dogs new tricks and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I'm like, okay, I'm letting the book go where the book goes. Uh, so be it. But that, that's my marketing strategy. <laughs> <laughs> and you're right. I actually did target a lot of those questions. I was trying to learn what works. And this is the reason why for the 99 author project, the more authors I've interviewed, the more I realized that there's no silver bullet. There's no one right way. And if you do X, Y, and Z, your book will sell and you will be uh, as captivating and as entertaining as any other author. There is no such thing. And I think it's because every author is writing to a different demographic. The, the message we have is specifically for a certain demographic. And the more we understand ourselves and our writing, the better it will be. And so uh, you and one other author in the book also had the same mindset where I wrote this so that I could get my clients to understand more about what I do. Therefore, I'm not saying the same thing over and over and <laughs> And she's nodding her head. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Thank you, Stephanie, for all those great nonverbal cues. But anyway, so you kind of answered a lot of the questions about, you know, I didn't have a marketing background. That wasn't my intent to sell. You know, selling books was never uh, the, the purpose of it. It was more for educational. But I do have a couple of questions for you. And that is, how long did it take you before you could call yourself an author without cringing? You know, that's really funny because I, I my writing, my writing background, um, I started with stand-up comedy. So I started probably in reverse from most people, like with the shortest form of writing, um, so, you know, sentences, you know, um, or set up and punch. And then I went into sketch comedy writing. Um, and then I ended up writing for a publication in Europe. And a lot of my stuff was um, comedic based, but some of it was travel. Um, uh, and I even had a professional award-winning, um, you know, writer who she wrote, writes for, um, you know, the Wall Street Journal, New York Times. I mean, she's, she's like proficient, like for real legit, read something that I wrote and she's like, oh, Stephanie, I had no idea you were such an eloquent writer. I wish I had the strength um, and vulnerability of your voice because she goes you don't care she goes you really write how you feel and I was like wow I guess I'm a writer <laughs> yeah I hear you because <laughs> it because it came from a professional writer I was like well maybe I am a writer and then oddly enough Somebody else I know who's connected to her, who is a director, um, very well-known director, does a lot of stuff with the Muppets. Um, he, I'll never forget when he said something to me about my writing because he actually directed some of my sketch comedy. He was He's a good friend of mine, so he was kind enough to come and direct some of the sketch comedy I wrote that we shot. And I remember him saying something about me uh, as a writer and oh I said no I said to him sorry I'm not a writer I mean I know I've written stand-up and stuff but I'm not a writer and he was so confused I'll never forget the look on his face he was like uh how what <laughs> he didn't get it <laughs> so by the time by the time I got to writing my book I was very comfortable with calling myself an author because I I had slipped into my shoes and right 
I I was wearing my shoes, my writing <laughs> shoes, and and I and I and I'm a writer, and I and I've been a writer probably most of my life. It's it's something that's innately built into me. I enjoy doing it, um, and it flows pretty naturally. And I write for my clients. You know, I write my clients' speeches, and I, um, I dare I say it, I have a talent for writing in somebody else's voice. Mm-hmm. So I've I've been gifted with the ability to do that, and I know the first time um, I truly understood it was when I had to write a speech for a girl who had been trafficked from the age of um, eleven till she was sixteen, and she was terrified of. And I was it was a TED talk, and I was producing the TED event and um, TEDx, and she was terrified of me writing because she couldn't get it at her speech in the format, and I had to keep her in that fifteen minute, eighteen minute format. And I said to her, you know, she said, no, you know, everything's been taken from me, but uh, the only thing I have now is my words. I'm terrified to allow you to write the speech. And I was like, oh my God. (laughs) No pressure. (laughs) No no pressure at all. And um, I ended up writing, you know, her 16 minute speech. I used her words. I interviewed her for six hours. I spent 27 hours writing her speech, um, doing the research. I cried God knows how many times because of her stories. And I finally got the speech three quarters of the way through. And I texted her and I said, look, I just need you to read what I've got before I finish it because I want to make sure I haven't taken you know, your words away from you, that it is you and it's in your voice. And it's also in the TEDx format that I have to follow. And she read it and she was like, oh my God, I won't use her terminology because it starts with an F and ends with, you know. Uh, <laughs> but she was like, you're dead effing on. Um, you've got my voice. Uh, this is awesome. And I was like, wow, okay. I think I have a, I think I have a knack for this. And then I've, I've subsequently done it for a lot of clients and uh, mm-hmm. they're always surprised. So yes, I'm a writer and I'm proud to say so. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So what most surprised you about the whole book publishing process? Um, the indexing thing. <laughs> I know that sounds really <laughs> weird, but just getting uh, the, all the uh, references and the indexing and, the, you know, because I reference other people, I reference scientists, I reference all kinds of stuff in the book and we did it with QR codes and things like that so that, you know, or, or URLs and things people could look up. Um, that part, is not my expertise and it was a little annoying to you know like make sure that that all works so I was I finally when we actually I hired an indexer well my managing publisher did that that was super helpful um yeah because I mean I never thought about the you know what goes in the front of the book and in the back of the book and you know in the appendix and you know I just I just write a book you know I'm just a storyteller so um that was probably most surprising to me is all the little I's and T's you've got to dot and cross to make it look like a professional book. It, it is. It is shocking. I remember my first book the same way. I had been reading my entire life. I love books. I have a whole collection, like you, whole collection of books. Mm-hmm. And yet you find yourself going to your favorite books going, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> As you look at how a book is formatted. So I definitely understand that. So have you ever tried any kind of a process to sell your books that ended up being an epic failure or because you have written your books specifically for your clients, you really didn't have ideas that fell short for you? Um, I don't think I really had any ideas that fell short because 
I didn't um, out of the gate. Be, I wasn't trying to be the next Stephen King, you know, or you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. If I sell a million copies, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, I, I'm just super impressed that it, that it got on Amazon. <laughs> you know, right. I, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. On that. <laughs> and everybody keeps saying, where's the audible? And of course, I write the way I speak. And I, I, I'm I blessed that a lot of my friends have read the book alike. It's it, I can just hear your voice as I'm reading the mm -hmm. book. I hear your voice talking. And because of that, I know I have to do the audible myself. I mean, you know, and because of my background and the way I tell stories and the acting out and the voices and the characters and stuff like that from my background that I can do, um, I have to do that. So, and of course, coming from a film and um, production background, I... I'm going to produce it like it's going to have sound effects. It's going to sound like a movie. You know, it's not going to. I another colleague of mine who's an a, a amazing author. Um, I read one of his books on Audible and it was it sounded like a movie and without watching the visuals. And I was just like, oh, this is how I have to do my book. I have to do my book. <laughs> well, one of the things I always say to people when they say, oh, when is your book coming out on Audible? I'm like, I'm a self-published author. So when you cough up, the $1,800 it's going to take me to get it on Audible, I'll be glad to. And they go, what? I'm like, yeah. And uh, think of the royalties. I don't get the entire $40 that you pay for the books. And some of them are down now to $10. I, I still... I still wonder how people aren't making money. They're actually selling things lower than cost. And I, I just don't know how people are doing it. But so I always I always educate my people and say, well, as soon as, the, as soon as that 1800 to $2,100 enters my account, I will be happy to produce the audio, mm -hmm. audio book on that. Anyhow, well, tell us a little bit about... Um, what was one of the things you may have misunderstood about being an author? Like what was different? Because see, you went from writing in everybody else's voice. What was the one thing you misunderstood about writing your own story? If you even had any of that. The introduction. <laughs> the introduction. <laughs> I love it. That's great. The um I had, I was really fortunate. I the weekend before, and I think, I think in, in the acknowledgements, I thank my friends for this. The weekend before I was going to publish, um, I sent my uh, the manuscript to 20, 24 of my friends and 12 of them actually read it and gave me feedback. And one of them, he's just recently, I mean, he's got like eight books and he, he, he writes the forward actually. Um, my friend, Christopher Hidagni, he, he, his feedback was like, Stephanie, there's no story in the introduction. He goes, you're reading the book about storytelling. And there's no story in your introduction. It's just facts. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, I didn't, I didn't think about that. Because I had, I Googled how to write an introduction for a book, right? And I followed ah. the format for, you know, verbatim. But I never wrote a story in there. And he sent me, he was actually in the process of being published in HarperCollins with, uh, and he and he was like, here, you're not allowed to share this with anybody. This is a confidential because it's my book is not published yet, but read my introduction and, and th that's what's missing. And I was like, oh, okay. So I read his introduction. I was like, oh man, duh, light bulb. <laughs> yeah. And I found a bit silly to be honest that I had written a book about storytelling and had no story in my introduction. <laughs> 
you would not be the first author, nor will you be the last right. who messes up in one way or the other. Like I, I had one lady who is a uh, murder mystery uh, expert, and she talks about to this day how she had written this beautiful first chapter and second chapter, and basically her editor came in and went, you don't need that first chapter. Get rid of it. The book doesn't start till chapter two, and we're going to keep the rest of it. She was devastated because she had spent most of her time on the first chapter. And what she didn't realize is it was all fluff. She mm -hmm. really needed just to get into the meat of the story. So we all make our mistakes. I mean, we all we all make them. Uh, well, and they're not mistakes. I mean, it's like you've never been an author before. How it's not in my mind. It's not a mistake. It's like I've never done this before. Somebody coached me. <laughs> you know, I haven't done it before. And yeah. I would love to know what is your biggest reward that you've had about being an author for you? Honestly, it, it's, it's, it's a little pampering my ego, but um, it's having people read it and say it was one of the funnest, most entertaining short format books that they've read in a while that they actually learned tangible um, skills and tools from. Um, that is probably my favorite aspect of the book because you know as an as an author as a writer or as any kind of sort of artist putting yourself out there is super vulnerable and you feel super naked and a lot of the time people don't give you the positive feedback they give you the negative feedback oh this is all right you know um <laughs> so having i mean having strangers that i don't even know write amazing um reviews on amazon like just stuff like that, make you know, I almost cried. Like it's like, oh my god, I did well. <laughs> Good girl, Stephanie, you did well. You know, that that's probably <laughs> and I mean I dedicated the book to my mother. Um she's passed she passed on before I got to um write the book. And my father would always argue with her about, you know, when's she gonna give up this crazy, you know, performing arts thing and get a real job? And my mother supported me wholeheartedly the, all the way through. So now that I'm working in the corporate world with corporate clients, um, you know, it's kind of, you know, dad definitely backed off at some point, but, you know, both my parents are gone, but, uh, you know, it, that's kind of my pat on the back, like, yeah, see, dad, I did it, and my dad, <laughs> I my, did dad it. Yeah, my dad authored 14 books that were in my library at my, at my college, and, uh, um, but I, so I'm the only other writer in my family, or author in my family. That's fabulous. That's wonderful news to hear. And I always say to an author, it's really difficult to really pamper your ego because your editor is going to be right behind you with your next book. So it's like anything we can do to help each other with our egos, I think is a good thing. Now, just, I'm going to just jump in there. My editors, every single one of them, because there were multiple editors on the book, all wanted to write my jokes out. And I was like, no, 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 no. It's it's grammatically incorrect, but it's written as a joke. You cannot write, you cannot correct the grammar on this particular thing because it's an actual joke. <laughs> that is so true. That is so true. They want to get in there and start messing. And there are times where it's like, absolutely not. And we used to have, uh, my editor and I had a joke. We called them sacred cows. And I would highlight the areas that were sacred cows. And then she would have to really... <laughs> She would have to really argue with me before I would make a change if I felt like, you know, the reader was going to struggle or something. But a joke, I totally agree with you. I totally agree. That would be a problem. Um, where can people find out more about you and what you do, Stephanie? Um, on LinkedIn. I am LinkedIn.com forward slash Stephanie Paul Inc. 
INC standing for incorporated. Um, Facebook is the same, um, facebook.com forward slash. Uh, uh, and, um, and if you if you want a free downloadable, uh, you can go to my website, uh, stephaniepaulinc.com forward slash gift, G-I-E-F-T. Um, oh, sorry, powerful gift. <clears throat> powerful gift, the number four and the letter U. So powerful gift for you is the uh, URL um, for a free download and a and a little little insight to my book. There's some uh, similar tips in there. It's basically the twelve powerful presentation tips to um, presenting, you know, powerfully. So you know, that didn't that sound terrible that did delivery, but that's quite yeah. right, Stephanie. You you and I have we've had a day, and so we're we're just making it happen today. Yeah. So anything, any last words or any golden tips or gold nuggets you want to leave with us today? I think um, for me, the most powerful story you'll ever tell is the one between your ears. And, um, you know, the mindset and belief system that we have is everything. Um, with any goal that you have, with anything that you want to achieve, even if it's just getting out of bed in the morning, you know, and you're having a rough day, uh, just putting your feet on the floor and saying to yourself, today is a good day to have a good day. And I'm going to get my A into G, you know. Um, that that's I think that's the most important aspect of storytelling um, because even if you're a phenomenal writer but you can't articulate that you know reading out loud for some people is really difficult so and that, that's sort of, sort of all it's all in the brain it's the negative chatter that we have for ourselves and I think the the more we work on that the easier everything else gets you know that's just uh, my biggest tip I can probably give you today thank you so much for being with us and for being a spotlighted author Thank you. And if you are an author or you know of an author that you would like us to spotlight, please visit our website at authorpodcasting.com where you will find the 99 Author Project listed. We talk to authors from all walks of life as we build out book number two, which is advice from authors to authors in 2023. And this is Janine Boland signing off with you today and all of us here at The Eight Gates that produces The Janine Boland Show. We wish you a wonderful week and encourage you to get your message your story or your knowledge out into the world. Make it a better place, just like these authors are that we're interviewing this year. We'll see you again next week. And until then, you keep sharing what you know with others. You keep shining that light that is you. And don't forget to go out today and do something for yourself that's just plain fun. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to The Janine Boland Show. Be sure to subscribe to our show notes by going to the JanineBolinShow.com where you'll find additional resources as well as the opportunity to sign up to receive our program in your email each week. Be sure to visit our sponsor at the 8gates.com.